and welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Jen. And I'm Eli. He's back. Eli's back. Permanently? Yes. One night only. One night only. Elijah the Chubby Cyclops. Yes. <laughs> Guess who's back? Come on. <laughs> I was really waiting for you to do Eminem for some dumb reason. <laughs> Guess who's back? Oh. Okay, whatever. That's oh. just me. You, you don't share the brain. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> You've been away for a while. Yeah. You're out of sync. Let's yeah, get some synchronicities. One, two, three. Say a word. One, two, three. Pineapples. No? Really? Cool. <laughs> try to... All right, let's try, try again. Okay. One, two, three. Apples. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we did it! I'm becoming sync. With Dave. With Dave. Which is kind of cool, because tra- sharing three minds here, I'm afraid for his health. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid for his health anyway. <laughs> That's right. Scoot away, my friend. I share a mind with him, so I know what he does. He's about. <laughs> well, Dave, I know where my intelligence lies. <laughs> Waiting for somebody to go. Yeah, wait, all wait. with Dave. <laughs> yeah, all of it. All of it's in Dave's mind, obviously. So, it's time for another road trip. <laughs> no one farther the yet? car this time, please. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Sure. Don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zelda. Who brought right. the cat? Right? Yeah. This is where I insert so, car breaks. <laughs> so, who won our top listener location this time? It would be, drumroll, Atlanta, Georgia. The ATL. Woo! I've never been to Georgia. Georgia. Neither have I. Georgia. I did um, basic training and infantry school in Fort Benning, Georgia. During the summer. Doesn't sound fun at all. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I complained about Oklahoma's humidity, but um, I don't think we compare. <laughs> I've been to Houston. We don't compare there, and they're pretty darn humid. Yeah, Houston is. Um, yeah i I haven't triveled triveled I haven't triveled east of the Mississippi further than I guess. I mean, I've gone like I haven't gone past Mimmel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just put it that way. I haven't gone past Mimmel. <laughs> For some reason, I thought she said nimble. <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, I'm kidding. On the map? I'm kidding. Oh, okay, okay. Let's say, where did you go to school? You went to school in Mimmel's boot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lays <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if they still teach Mimmel. No. I don't know. It might be culturally insensitive to elves. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sure people that live there. I know a few. It's true. For those of you who are too young to remember Mimmel, if they don't teach it anymore, if you take the first names of the states on the east side of the Mississippi, it spells Mimmel. It's what? Michigan, Illinois, Missouri, 
Arkansas, Arkansas Louisiana. Louisiana. There we go. For some reason, I thought you were about to spell milk. <laughs> Thank I don't know goodness. Why. This isn't a geography podcast. <laughs> Oklahoma's in a sack. <laughs> Oklahoma's a sack in his dick. <laughs> yeah. No, it's on his back. He carries the sack with the Louisiana Purchase. Did you not learn that one either? No. I know where the foot is. The foot? Yeah, the foot. It's in Louisiana. Yes, ma'am. That's why Amy literally just called it the boot. I understand her. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to it back to Atlanta, Georgia, and we'll we'll move past Nimmel. I, I guess <laughs> is Tennessee his penis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. It's the only ten I see. <laughs> no one can ever say they never saw a tennis dick, obviously. Oh. I guess Uncle Home would be his ass. He's got a tail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a dog. All right, we got a trailer to play for you real quick. He's a furry, not fluffy. (laughs) Then we will get right into it. Hi, I'm Frater Yarmarud, one of the co-hosts for the Faith Blind Council Chaos Magic Podcast. I'm here to let you know about my new podcast, Administrism. So what's it going to be about? Every other week is going to be a public recounting of my occult journey through a paradigm that will grow and progress with my experience through it. I'll be letting you know about my practices, results, resources, and thoughts regarding the development of administrism. What is administrism? Well, for years now I felt the universe, fate, or whatever you want to call it, pushing me in a certain direction. However, based on my own preconceptions, apprehensions, and all the baggage that comes along with it, I've avoided working under the umbrella of shamanism. In order to combat these ideas and notions about this paradigm, I've decided to develop something with a more chaos magic flair, administrism. You'll get a first-hand look of my path through a non-traditional approach to an ancient tradition as I scour through books, anthropological accounts, testimonials, and ethnographies in order to put these practices and rituals to the test and find out how they work for me, and maybe you too. I'm looking forward to not only how my magic evolves, but how this journey will shape the podcast and you as a listener. So please join me by listening to Administrism, coming March 2021. So yes, Administrism is out, and you can find it on your podcast apps. Yas, listen. Mm-hmm. And we have some exciting news that will be coming out soon, so keep your ears out. Oh, what is No, that? I'm not pregnant, damn it. God. Are you pregnant? No. Hell no. Are you a dragon? Maybe. Are you a dragon? Ow! Are you a dragon? Are you a dragon? <laughs> Take that as a no. Okay. I yeah. poked her. She didn't turn to a dragon. Hmm. Yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll try be to far her. gone before that happens. Nice to see you again, mate. They'll play Angry Dragon later. <laughs> no, no. The exciting news will be announced in later episodes. <laughs> We're working out all the logistics and the kinks of it right now. So. Mm, yeah. Oh, see, we told we. He just told me exactly what's going to happen later. The kinks. Well, I don't want to know about your kinks. Not my kinks. Or his kinks. Not his kinks. Now, Dave's, I, I'm, I'm interested in. Yeah, thank you, Dragon. Why the hell did I go there? <laughs> Say, y'all, I, I don't want to know my brother's kinks. Yeah, she has no problem sharing with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, baby. <laughs> Speaking of, when we get on, you guys also not only listen to administrism, but you need to check out Smuts Up. Um, if you remember Luxa from our um, Chaos, Chaos Magic, Magic the uh, Dion Fortune ba- Magical Battle of Britain episode, this podcast is freaking hilarious. And their latest one, 
talks about Hulk Hogan for like nearly the whole damn thing. Oh, I gotta listen to it. And <laughs> I'm laughing because inside I'm sitting there thinking, oh man. If she's listened to any of our episodes about that, God, I hope she doesn't throw me under the bus. She didn't, so I'm going to say she hasn't heard those episodes. Uh, <laughs> they are really funny. I binge watched all the episodes up until the newest one this week. Yeah, but it's a sex and comedy podcast. It's it's pretty awesome. Go check it out. All right, so let's get back to Atlanta, Georgia. We have the winners of our road trip. Thank you guys for listening and getting all your friends to listen. Um and before we actually roll on to this, if you want your city to be covered, just share us with your friends and your family. And we basically decide our road trip destinations based on where our listeners are located. So the more people you have listening, the more likely we are to come to your area. So Dave, take us to Georgia. Founded in 1837 as the end of the Western and Atlantic Railroad line. Atlanta, Georgia is rich in history, civil rights movements, and the host city of the 1996 Summer Olympics. Coca-Cola was launched here in 1886. Martin Luther King Jr. was born here on January 15, 1929. On December 15, 1939, Atlanta hosted the premiere of Gone with the Wind, the movie based on Atlanta resident Margaret Mitchell's best-selling novel. Shortly after the war in 1946, the center, which would be later named Center for Disease Control and Prevention, was built. We know a lot about them now. <laughs> During the 1960s, Atlanta was a major organizing center of the civil rights movement. On October, on October 19, 1960, a sit-in at the lunch counters of several Atlanta department stores led to the arrest of Dr. King and several students. This drew attention from the national media and from presidential candidate John Fitzgerald Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon, (laughs) Chad. While the movement was mostly peaceful in Atlanta, major race riots did occur in 1965 and 1968. Atlanta's first black mayor, Maynard Jackson, was elected in 1973. Atlanta was rocked by a series of child murders from 1979 to 1981. Over this two-year period, 22 children and six adults were murdered. Wayne Williams was convicted of two of them, but the remaining murders remain unsolved to this day. Is Edward the, Wayne Edwards. Is that the one that uh, Mindhunters covered in season yeah, two? Yeah, yeah it is. It That's a really good show if you're into that kind of true crime stuff. Oh, really Mindhunters cool. is amazing. I've also heard that uh, Wayne Williams was later determined to not be guilty, I believe. Well, he but was found guilty on really low uh, evidence. Yeah, I think so. they were able to like turn it around and like prove that it wasn't him. Are you a dragon? Are you a dragon? Are you a dragon? And then he was like, leave me alone, yes. And they're like, ha-ha! And then they arrested him. Exactly. <laughs> According to Atlanta.gov, quote, A city of the future with strong ties to its past. The old and new Atlanta is the soul of the city, the heritage that enhances the quality of life in a contemporary city. In the turbulent 60s, Atlanta was the city too busy to hate. And today, in the 21st century, Atlanta is the city not too busy to care. Unquote. 
In the past few years, Atlanta has seen a rise in filming locations for undead entertainment. The Walking Dead, Zombieland, The Originals, and Vampire Diaries, to name a few. Its metro area has also seen unprecedented growth, swelling up to over 4 million people. Back in 1946, there was a terrible fire at the Winkoff Hotel, which is now the Ellis Hotel. While the Winkoff was built, it was thought to be fireproof, so fire doors, fire escapes, sprinklers, or alarms were not installed. The fire department also lacked nets or ladders able to deal with the building height. 119 people lost their lives, many of them jumping to their deaths. This one kind of reminds me of that uh, theater in uh, Chicago. Oh, right. They thought it was fireproof, and they only had one fire exit that was covered by a curtain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, the building was fireproof, just the insides of it weren't. So... It- it essentially just became a giant chimney that people were cooked alive in. Yeah. What's amazing to me is they didn't learn from the Titanic. Employees and guests alike see ghosts, hear screams in the hallways, and smell phantom smoke. <laughs> Sorry. The fire alarms which have been since installed in the building go off at 2.48 a.m. often. The exact time of the horrendous blaze. Yeah, the ghost is like, that would have been nice to have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, this is what we didn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) In Roswell, Georgia, there is a residence known as the Creepy House that has been researched many times over the years by paranormal investigators. There are rumors of child abuse in its past and a spirit of an angry old man that has attempted to possess people. Hey, let me take over your body. Wait, you're not my grandson. Come over here and check this out. (laughs) I got popsicles in the basement. (laughs) I've had a shit in years. Legend has it a little girl is buried in the basement. With the popsicles. (laughs) Want to see where my popsicles are? Oh, just don't mind the little body. It's okay, it was there when I got here. The Kennesaw House in Marietta, Georgia, was used as a hospital for Confederate soldiers during the American Civil War. Screaming ghosts remain behind in the basement. Shit, we lost! As it's estimated hundreds of spirits are trapped here. Let me out. Additionally, several cemeteries have paranormal qualities. In the old one, the statue of the Virgin Mary will often produce tears. She wasn't a virgin. She's so wet. A child ghost has been seen weeping at the gravestone of their parents. In the graveyard from the 1800s, banshee screams, drums play, and fog engulfs the grounds. That just sounds like a great party. (laughs) I'm just picturing the drums playing Wipeout. (laughs) Yeah. People have noticed the temperature is about 15 degrees colder inside of its gates. If you pick up the hitchhiker near the town square, she typically disappears when you get near this boneyard. The Masquerade Nightclub is home to several spirits, including a tall man that roams around at night. There have been reports of freak accidents, disembodied screams, structural collapses, and an unexplained fire. 
Several employees died from the unsafe work conditions and by contracting tuberculosis back when it was a textile mill. And according to rumors, vampires frequent this establishment and one may actually live here. Yes. Okay, so every time you say according, it just sends chills down my spine every time. I'm like, I gotta fight, you know? According but it's to great. Legend, one more must die before the treasure is found. Find out on the next episode of The Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> I literally, like when I first watched the first episode of that show, I literally was like, that's not how you say that last line. <laughs> I will end everything in a question mark <laughs> with my deep, mysterious tone. <laughs> <laughs> really, what it is is the scripters just like to do it just to see if he does it. <laughs> oh, he'll he'll read anything on the teleprompter. <laughs> and my little nipples went to France. <laughs> <laughs> At the covered bridge in Smyrna, Georgia, several children have died in the creek below. So many, in fact, there is a collective nickname of waterheads bestowed onto the victims. That doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> hey, hey, babe, you want to get some waterhead? <laughs> they say if you park your car on this bridge at night and place a Snickers bar on the roof, these child spirits will scramble on top to try to get it. <laughs> but then guess what? Once they eat it, they turn back to normal. Yeah. They were just hungry. That's what I call <laughs> a snickericity. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you fuckers so much. <laughs> If you visit Six Flags, people have reported encountering a little girl that is lost. No, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come in? Counter. <laughs> Every uh, music park has one of those. <laughs> those who have followed her have been led far out into the woods where she vanishes. Poof! That's new. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dig into these places and let's see what we can unearth. He brought the shovel. Nobody brought the shovel? I thought you were bringing the shovel. We forgot the pans last time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. (sighs) One day, we need to get in a group and we need to send a text. Group text. Uh, I hate group text. (laughs) (laughs) We work out our plans. Who's bringing what? (laughs) (laughs) I got the weed. I mean, uh, (laughs) I got the weed. Uh, sorry, waffles. I got wine, and I have one seven ounce Corona. Nuts. <laughs> I'll bring the Here smokes, you know. man. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start our tour at the fabulous Fox Theater. Fabulous! It's fabulous. There it is. It's queen. Fox. It's a Foxy Theater. It's a Fox. It's a Fox. It's a Fox. It's a Fox. Hello, Foxy lady. What does the fox say? So, located on the corner of Peachtree Street and Ponce, Ponce de Leon, Ponce de Leon Avenue, is er, in the Midtown section of Atlanta. The Fox Theater is shrouded in history and history, legend. History. The concept of the Fox Theater was originally constructed in 1889, but it took 30 years for those ideas to come to life. There was a gathering of 32 Knights Templar and Scottish Rites Masons that met to organize the Yarba Temple Shrine to be the home of the 
newly formed ancient Arabic order of the nobles of the mystic shrine, known commonly as the Shriners. They have a great I've been to circus. the circles. The circles? The circles? Circles. They have I've a been great to the circles. circles. It's a branch of Freemasonry. The Shriners adopted a Middle Eastern theme and referred to the, their meeting halls as temples or mosques. The land that the Yarba Temple Shrine was to be built had been... <laughs> Jack. Jad. <laughs> John, <laughs> yes, Gar- you, Garan, you went Arabic on there too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Garan Tempelau had been used 16 years earlier as a. <laughs> <laughs> I read that as fornication. I, read- <laughs> I did too. <laughs> oh, she'll read anything on the television. I'm so much better now. Holy shit! <laughs> as a fortification, <laughs> holding fort for Confederate soldiers. <laughs> when you said that, it was a fortification still, side yeah. holding for the Confederate soldiers and fighting off the Union Army. As a fortification, K.A. holding fort for the Confederate soldiers fighting in the Union Army, or fighting right. off. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking about condoms. Uh, fighting off the Union Army in a failed attempt to defi- defend Atlanta. There were many lives lost and bloodshed on the property. There are tales of a Confederate soldier that has been seen by staff of the Fox Theater in the basement area near the door that blocks off the old tunnel that was utilized during the Civil War. He is seen standing guard at the entranceway. There's also been another Confederate soldier looking into windows of the Fox Theater from the outside. In the 1800s, there was a mansion built on the property. The home was constructed for Colonel Willis E. Reagan, and there is another popular Fox Theater ghost story that is believed to be that of the, a woman named Anne Reagan, who at one time owned and lived in this home. She is believed to have died there and is now seen by entertainers in the women's dressing room number 42. How many dressing rooms do they have? <laughs> uh, more than at least 42. That's uh, each year, theater entertainers bring flowers to her on the day they dedicated to honoring her death. Anna shows her appreciation in different ways. She is known to move things around the dressing room and occasionally appears in a, a translucent figure. And there are times one can hear her whisper. There is even an EVP recording and that may have captured her voice. The question that was asked was, does the lady who used to live here get her flowers? And for there's a brief moment and you can hear a female voice reply. Yes. Yes. Now this is where we go back to the Shriners. Short car, short car, short car, boom. They began to get their plan underway to build the most magnificent mosque in the world in 1925. They started out searching for an architect who could produce their vision. And in the 19 and in 1927, they settled with Oliver J. Venure and P. Thornton. Where? What are wrong with them? Mar, I don't know. Yeah, they settled for him. <laughs> uh, their interpretation was an elaborate version of Islamic as well as Egyptian architecture. The same year that Yarab Temple Shrine entered into talks with the Fox Film Corporation's theater division, and they eventually agreed to a long-term lease on the Civic Auditorium. I think you said theater wrong. Huh? Uh, there might be a little misspelling in here. <laughs> The Fox opened its doors on Christmas Day, 1929, only two weeks after the stock market crashed. 
And sadly, after only 125 weeks, the fox declared or the fox declared bankruptcy. 52 weeks is a hell of a run. That's like two and a half years. 100, 125. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not bad. Um, it was again able to come back to life in the 1940s when it became the most popular dance hall and hosted the biggest swing bands of the time. 20 years later, the Fox Theater again was on the brink of closure due to the civil, civil unrest of the 60s. But by, 17, by 1974, the Fox announced it was closing its doors forever and it was going to be demolished and turned into a parking lot. But thanks to a grassroots campaign, the Fox was saved and placed on the National Register of Historical Places. And by 1989, it was designated a landmark building of Atlanta. And then in 1991, it was designated a National Landmark Museum building. So one thing I'll always say is like the older buildings that like we're getting not only like um, history of ghostly places, but how it developed from A to B, Yeah, you know? And I love the fact that we get to hear more of a historical value of a building and also the other side of that. I think it helps explain why places are haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next rebirth for the Fox Theater would come to be that of a performing arts center. Major entertainment stars, as well as political leaders, have performed or spoken at the Fox Theater. There are also other grand events, like galas and concerts, being he- held there to this day. One staff member, by the name of Mary Fort- Fortune, shared an interesting story with Reese Christian, the author of Ghosts of Atlanta, Phantoms of the Phoenix City. She tells that many years ago, when the boilers were still run by coal, there was a male employee who worked in that capacity. He also had a cot set up in the boiler room so that he could sleep there as needed. The gentleman eventually passed away, but many workers can attest that he is still there, minding the boilers. And he is also quite aggressive towards male workers. Several of the workers have reported... Fred is coming for you. (laughs) Reported that the scaffolding would begin to shake. Faucets inexplicably turned inexplicably turned on and off by themselves, and all things electrical had a mind of their own. However, women in the area say they tend to feel a sense of wellness and safe being. Mm. Come here, pretty lady. <laughs> Vibrators. In 1996, the Fox suffered four alarm fire that fortunately did not damage the most prevalent areas of the building. One of the reasons for this is due to the quick actions of Joe Patton. Mr. Patton served as a technical director from 1974 to 2004 and dedicated his life to the maintenance and preservation of the Fox Theater. He dedicated so much to the theater that he was granted a lifelong permanent residency there. Other common ghost stories is that of a dog barking. They're late at night, midnight to be exact. Patton had a dog that died one night at the stroke of midnight in the lobby during a Rolling Stones concert. You did not give us a dead dog warning. Sorry, dead dog. Yeah. Warning. Um, about the birds, too. Ever uh. since then, security guards and staff the sounds of a dog barking within the building after hours. Sounds to me like man's best friend is hanging around waiting for his master to get That's it. how Mick Jagger keeps his life. Yeah. <laughs> he just sucks it from other living creatures in the building. Yep. Took it from the damn dog. And that is the Fox Theater. Sounds like a cool place. It does. I would like to go. Be cool. I hear they have this like massive like organ piano. They in do. It. 
Chad, where are you taking us? I'm going to take us to Phi Gamma Hall. Yay! Wait, Norman, Oklahoma? Nah. Okay. Emory's oldest academic building at Oxford College was built in the mid-1800s and originally created to be a space for debate social society meetings during the American Civil War. The only time Emory closed was from 1861 to 1866, and Phi Gamma was used as a hospital for Confederate soldiers. Since then, students, faculty, and staff have shared stories of witnessing ghosts in the hall at night, <laughs> apparitions that are usually described as healthcare providers or nurses. Now, I don't know if there were any encounters with this spirit or if there is any evidence other than that rumor, but that rumor has persisted, Dean of Campus Life at Oxford College, Joseph Moon, said. So, a healthcare provider from the Civil War would be what? Does somebody like carrying a sickle or like a <laughs> hatchet around? <laughs> no, they're <laughs> like, cut wait, that off. <laughs> they're like, they're like, wait, 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 wait. You're off saying you're leg. having migraines. Here's a nail and a hammer. <laughs> Name Take two a day. Oh, yeah. they probably have a lot of ease for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The building became a black box theater in 1980 and served as a space for performing arts until 2003. I thought that was going to mean it was like indestructible, the black box. <laughs> they made the whole theater out of the, the black, black box. <laughs> Following renovation in 2019, it now serves as a hub for group meetings and organizations. If this isn't enough to give you chills, just the adjacent hall lies a cemetery with unmarked graves. In a memorial where 31 Confederate soldiers were buried after dying in the hall. Sounds fun. All right, so I'm going to take you guys on an amusement park venture. Yay! Yay! In 1961, Angus Wayne founded the original Six Flags over Texas, followed by sister parks in Georgia and St. Louis. He sold Six Flags to Penn Central Railroad Corporation in 1965 after beginning his construction on Six Flags over Georgia. The park has changed ownership several times over the years. Today, Six Flags has 21 parks throughout North America. Now, most people who go to the music parks are there for the in search of thrills, not thinking about spooks and ghosts. I thought you were going to say chills. Well, visitors to the Six Flags over Georgia are in for thrills and chills. Oh, there it is. Of the spirit world as well. I got thrills. <laughs> Multiplying. There are well-known ghost stories that locals and staff have often shared and have many and many have experienced. In the parking lot, there is an area that is in the furthest corner away from the park. There's a gas station nestled there. In the area around the gas station, the spirit of a young girl is seen wandering and crying for her mommy. Mama. It is believed that the girl was lost from her family and drowned in the Chattahoochee River just behind it. And now her soul lingers, searching for her parents to lead them to her body. Many people have reported seeing this lost child and being led into the woods towards the river. Once they're deep within the woods, the girl vanishes, leaving them bewildered and lost themselves. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets, it gets hotter than, than a hoochie coochie. Now, I don't get this. I mean, this little girl, she's like, I'm lost, I'm lost. So then, instead of like going to like the gas station attendant with her, you're just going to follow this child out into the woods and let her lead you to somewhere? I just sit there and call the cops. 
Be like, mm Yeah. That's actually probably the best plan. Yeah. I'm not going to get led into some, like, trap. Ambush yeah. Thing. And me either. Chris Hansen be waiting over there. <laughs> like, hey, come have a seat. Let's talk. <laughs> I was just trying to help her find her parents. <laughs> I have Is that cookies. what they're calling it nowadays? <laughs> Inside the park, there's a theater called the Crystal Pistol. This theater is fully enclosed and has been around since the park opened, offering live shows and musicals to the audience members for decades. Like most theaters, this one is also haunted. A young man named Joe, last name unknown. Joe Unknown. That's the coolest last name (laughs) ever. Yeah, I wish my name was unknown. Was Was a performer who was on his way to his opening performance at the Crystal Pistol when he was killed in a car crash in 1967. That's where Joe Exotic came from. (laughs) Since his death, many performers and staff members have claimed to see ghostly apparitions of a man standing in the balcony watching the performances. They also report hearing a man singing backstage after the theater is closed. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. (laughs) But there's nobody backstage when they investigate. (gasps) There are also complaints about props mysteriously moving about the theater on their own and even onto the train tracks that are outside of it. Is Joe still in the theater? Still performing? Awaiting his moment of glory and fame? Probably not. I would. Probably not. You would? Yeah, probably not. I would. Yeah. Also inside the park is a beautiful historic landmark, the Riverview Carousel. It was built in 1908 by the Philadelphia Toboggan Company, whose signature contribution to amusement park industry was roller coasters and five-row hand-carved regal carousels adorned with angels and gold. This beautiful carousel was originally built for Riverview Park in Chicago. The park was open from 1908 to 1967. When it closed, the carousel went into storage until purchased by Six Flags over Georgia. It was meticulously restored with all the horses intact except for one. What happened to the one horse? Uh, Who knows? One of the horses on the ride is often accused of being haunted. It's a black horse that exudes a morbid feel with its dark demeanor, and it's possible that it could be connected with a ghost or two from its colorful past. There is a story of a young boy who fell from the carousel and died of a head injury back when the carousel was still in Chicago. On occasion, the spirit of a young boy is seen riding the dark horse of death. He is also associated with other supernatural occurrences happening at the ride. The many rocking chairs that line the ride are, are begin to rock on their own when there's no wind or other factors to blame. Flickering lights, music turning on and off, and the ride beginning to move on its own for no apparent reason. Whoa. Another favorite ride is known as the Monster Plantation. It was originally built in 1967 and has undergone some redesign since it was first built. But this ride has some of the some ghosts lurking about. One story is often told, that of a child crying near the marsh area of the ride, but there was no one there. It is rumored that the child jumped off the ride and was never found again. Now, this story isn't true and there's no reports of children going missing on the ride. But that being said, where are the cries coming from? My butt. From inside the house. (laughs) Who was phone? (laughs) (laughs) Also, there are several park employees that have reported the ladies' public restroom and the nearest that is nearest the monster plantation is also haunted. The water faucets come on and turn off by themselves, and the toilets flush randomly. 
One employee has seen an apparition of a Native American woman in the stall. The land is located next to the Chattahoochee River, which was common area for the, the Cherokee and Creek Indians to have lived. So it's possible to think that this woman once occupied the land. Okay, so before we go on to the next bit, I remember being a small child and thinking that a bathroom was haunted because back in the day when you were younger, your mom would take you into the restroom to use the restroom on road trips because they don't want you going in alone on the rest spots on, on the highway, yeah. right? Well, I still remember to this day me thinking that it was haunted because it was in the middle of the fucking night and... There was a lady in there, and only half the bathroom is lit, but all I heard was farting, and all I remember is yelling, it's haunted. And <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of that EVP that we heard. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> Do you have toilet paper? Now, there's another ride that is absolutely haunted, and it's the Batman Suspended Roller Coaster. And no, 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 no. And the Pasquatch roller coaster. In 2002, a park employee, Samuel Guyton, entered the restricted area while on the roller coaster, while, or while the roller coaster was active. A girl's dangling leg slammed into his head, and he died later at the hospital. Since his death, there have been many reports of cold spots, electric malfunctions, and ghostly sightings, whispers, and even elect Listen, electromagnetic spikes. Uh, so, honestly, technically, that's a KO. Knock out. Thank you. 100%. Finish him. Justice. <laughs> Your jaw has been knocked to a different future. See you then. Fatality. So who wants to go to Six Flags over Georgia? Me. Me. I love a roller coaster. All right, Chad. Where are you taking us next? We are going to the Pirate's House Arr. of Savannah, Georgia. I'm on the east side of Savannah's historic district sits the oldest, one of the oldest and repu reportedly most haunted buildings in Savannah. This building houses the Pirate's House Restaurant. For m many years, ghost stories have been told around Savannah regarding all of the hauntings which take place at this restaurant. The building, which ha houses the Pirate's House, is over 250 years old. The small building beside what many people see as the main building is called the Herb House. This little building dates back to 1754 and is considered to be the oldest building in Georgia. Since that time, it has accumulated more than its share of ghost stories and a very haunted reputation. However, what stories told about the pirate's house are true and which are not lends to a lot of history and a lot of leftover ghostly energy. <laughs> I had to! <laughs> In its early days... Farts are just the ghost of our food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in its early days, the building was a gathering place for semen, <laughs> criminals, and other unsavory characters. It was looked upon as a place that most people did not want to go into because it of was its full reputation. Of semen. <laughs> Get your ass cold semen here. <laughs> it's juicy. Straight out the tube. <laughs> Men walked into the bar. Which Ouch. was in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought you were going to say, men walked into the bar, semen walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where I was at. <laughs> men walked into the bar. bar yeah, Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Which was in the building that is the Pirate's House today. 
looking for a stiff <laughs> drink and, and woke up on a ship hundreds of miles offshore. But oh, their balls shit. were drained. <laughs> Listen, I was going to say, we accept your sexuality. We're not very vivid about that. These men were shanghai tied nice. back to the Portland episode. Yeah, you should definitely get With no choice of working on the ship or being thrown overboard. Leading from the rum cellar in the basement of the pirate's house to River Street is a tunnel. Secret tunnel! (laughs) Though it has since been covered over, the tunnel was used as a portal to carry men through. To the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine it? I'm so scared, I'm so scared. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) One of the most intriguing stories is the story of people being shanghaied through the tunnels. Men would drink at the bar, get drunk, pass out, wake up, on a ship, a few miles offshore. They were forced into work and sold to sea captains. Aye, matey. I want to buy me some semen. <laughs> Clean the deck. I mean. came to get your semen. <laughs> Murders, fights, <sighs> brawls, you name it. And I'm sure it happened in this building. Sex. Baby, I'm talking about... Them and them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It seems that some people who visited the pirate's house, or the building that houses it anyways, had such a great time that they decided to stay even beyond death. Before the tunnels were closed off, people reported hearing voices and moans. Oh, Oh, yeah. Got a chance. Gotta get the semen somehow. (laughs) Coming from the tunnel. Mm. (laughs) A new twist on this story, thanks to James Caskey of Cobblestone Tours. This tunnel might not even be a real tunnel. That's how babies are made. I'm thinking the, the coyote yeah, is drawn a the big The roadrunner's just black tunnel on the wall. <laughs> Look, run in here. Meep, meep. Thanks, James. <laughs> the ghost of old semen. I mean, sailors. <laughs> Shadow people and other ghostly apparitions have been seen walking through the dining room. When staff are working all alone in the building, they have reported having a sensation of having someone watching them. On more than one occasion, they turn around to see a sailor from long ago standing there looking them right in the eyes. Read this correctly. (laughs) On more than one occasion, they turn around to see a seaman from long ago standing there looking right into their eyes. Oh, ye booty. That sounds painful. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and slowly drifting into nothing. <laughs> That's semen. <laughs> Footsteps can be heard echoing throughout the restaurant on a quiet evening. The distinct sound of boots on plank floors can send chills up the spine <laughs> of someone not expecting it. <laughs> but then again, nobody is really expecting it. People walking past Pirate's House have also posted a lot of photo- photographs photographs of supposed ghosts through the windows of the haunted house. However, after looking at them, they can almost all be explained by the type of glass, reflections, and other totally natural explanations. One of the popular ghost stories, which has no basis in reality, is that of Ghost of Captain Flint from Treasure, Not- Treasure Island fame. As the story goes, Captain Flint died in the house, and people have said that he runs in. Uh, they've had run-ins with Captain Flint. In the book Treasure Island, it does mention make mention of Captain Flint being in the building, and that he died in Savannah. 
The problem with this is Captain Flint was a fictional fairy. Fictional character. A fictional fairy? <laughs> yes, <laughs> fictional he was. fairy. He was the fairy. <laughs> it could have been. Sounds like an egregore to me. Always You're looking around for all that. Those semen, you know. Booty. <laughs> Where is the pirate's house? The Pirate's House restaurant is located at 20 East Broad Street in the historic district of Savannah, Georgia. They're opening for dining, for lunch, and dinner. Their great food and even better atmosphere will not disappoint. You never know. You might have an encounter with one of the ghost house's famous seamen. I mean, ghosts. I would like a cup of fresh, sweet semen, please. Can I get a glass of your uh, nicest uh, ice-cold semen, please? All right, let's get in the RV and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why is it sticky? <laughs> Ew. Why is it sticky? Why is it sticky? The one time we tell you guys to do it in the tent, you still do it in the RV, damn it. All right, so this one's about Oakland Cemetery. So which Georgia site has been named the creepiest? Question mark. I'm going to guess the one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oakland Cemetery in Atlanta. I was right. Oh shit! <laughs> Created before the civil. God damn it! All right. Created before the Civil War in the final resting place of Gone with the Wind's author Margaret Mitchell and golf legend Bobby Jones, among others. Rumor has it that the ghost of Confederate soldiers wander the cemetery grounds and hang from its trees. Like, like monkey. <laughs> <laughs> they don't oh, throw oh, shit. Oh. They throw grenades that don't work anymore. <laughs> Here's what thrillists say about Atlanta's Oakland Cemetery. Everyone loves an old, eerie cemetery, especially one steeped in Civil War history. Built in 1850, Atlanta's Oakland Cemetery, the city's oldest, largest cemetery, and among the most haunted places in Georgia, is home to Maynard Jackson. Bobby Jones, and Margaret Mitchell, among many others. The cemetery includes a Confederate branch, where visitors insist they've seen uniformed soldiers wandering the grounds and even hanging off the trees. Creep in as far as you dare, but be warned. Some have alleged they've heard Confederate Army roll call among the tombstones and sworn that their name was called amid the list. Who in the hell let in Spooky Booker to read the lines? Maybe it's just because Jones is a popular last name, <laughs> yeah. dude. I know, Dad. <laughs> wow. Your name is Joe Johnson. <laughs> How many think of those do you think were throughout history? Did you say John Smith? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Mormons! Now, oh. if your name is like Tequila Jackson... Then yeah, you might want to be. You might want to freak out, but yeah, if you've got a name like yeah, Tom Jones, there's a lot of Tom Joneses out there. <laughs> no, there can only be one. <laughs> Wish my parents didn't name me Robert E. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's some history of Oakland Cemetery. Founded in 1850, Atlanta's. Oakland Cemetery spans 48 acres of gardens, wildlife, and sculpture. Oakland is the final resting place for 70,000 people, including author Margaret Mitchell, 27 Atlanta mayors, six former governors, Civil War generals and soldiers, 
and thousands of unmarked graves. Wow. Oakland Cemetery offers critical green space for recreation and... Did I say that correct? Yeah. yeah. Are you surprised? Yeah. Who, oh, hey, kids. <laughs> let's go to the cemetery so we can play catch. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my thought. Let's I, go play hockey. I know where I want to get married this year. We're going to get married in the cemetery gardens. Was that, that like kind of cool. cool? That was your female version of Trump. <laughs> um, frisbee golf courses. <laughs> let's, let's go and... Play some croquet in the cemetery. <laughs> hey, maybe those soldiers in the trees want to play with us. <laughs> if you bounce it off the big tombstone over there, that's 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Let's play hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, former governors, Civil War generals, and soldiers, and thousands of unmarked graves. Oakland Cemetery offers critical green space for re- recreation and serves as a cultural resource for lifelong learners who come to study history, art, architecture, archaeology, and the cemetery. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Horticulture, (laughs) photography, and more. Now laugh. That's that's where I'm going for all my work. I think that there's bones right over there. Can I seriously just go for horticulture? That sounds like there's a lot of good females there. Not whore a culture. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Working in partnership with the city of Atlanta, History Oakland Foundation works to preserve, restore, enhance, and share Oakland Cemetery. So not only can you go there to play baseball, apparently you can dig up bones. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called grave robbing. I believe that that is extremely illegal, but apparently you can do it at the cemetery. <laughs> the greatest Yu-Gi-Oh card ever created. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a nerd. I, I don't. So for some reason, I just I want to go see the cemetery because I really want to go and like. You can also work on your architecture. Yes. I guess you can just you just see people carrying two by fours and plywood and charts, concrete. Yeah. Yeah. I want to build a skyscraper shaped just like. That mausoleum. You know, honest- we're going to make it 42 stories tall, but each office is just the size of the little bunny train. <laughs> Honestly, I literally just got that feel from like uh, a situation of, God, I forgot the hell I was saying. Go ahead. <laughs> what is this, the office for being John Malkovich? <laughs> it's just your nap zone and your work zone all in one. That would be kind of cool, though. Laying down, you just have a monitor... That's above you. Oh my god, my neck strain would be horrible. No, you're just laying down. And you just look right up. My eyesight would go cross-eyed. <laughs> Can you imagine the situation of someone showing you that area? <laughs> to the left, we have dead people. To the right, we have small kids playing soccer. And there, you can point out all the architectures by only looking at their helmets. White helmet, white helmet, white helmet, they're dead. This group (laughs) over here is making flower arrangements with their horticulture class. And this group over here, they're digging up bones. They're digging for uh, Aunt Bertha. (laughs) Keep digging. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last... But not least. I thought you said Celeste. <laughs> I was like, Celeste? 
Bertha Celeste. Isn't, isn't oh, that our aunt? No, that's, yeah. That's Georgia? That's who they're taking up. Yeah, that's right. No. Last but not least, we have Roswell, Georgia. Roswell's history dates back to before the Civil War, and several ghosts and apparitions haunt the historic area. Ghosts are said to be abundant in Roswell, ranging from the creepy old men to friendly little girls. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a range. Oh, <laughs> damn. Watch out for these well-known ghosts. You might see one in your own backyard. No, that's just Aunt Sarah and Uncle George. <laughs> Trust your instincts. If you're getting a certain feeling about a place, or that gut instinct, go with it. Said Roswell Ghost Tour Guide and author of Georgia Spirits and Specters, Beth Dolgner. Thanks, Beth. I think it's when you're least expecting it that something will happen. Fred. (laughs) Thanks, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) One private house in historic Roswell is home to two different ghosts, both of which the resident consider part of the family. One of the ghosts, known as Fred, is that of a Confederate soldier. Is that the same Fred from the quote? (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) When the previous owners were decorating the building, they hung two pictures on the wall. One of a Union soldier and one of a Confederate soldier. Whenever they returned to the house, they would find the picture of the Union soldier laying in the middle of the floor with the glass shattered. Fred seems to like parties. When the previous owners would set up their table for an event the night before, they would return in the morning to find that the place settings had been disturbed. No, he was just like, "Mm -mm, this ain't going to work for me. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) You do not put rose colored plates. On the table with a cashmere peach That actually sounds like a nice color. Listen, the white is I'm not sorry. Blue. It does not work for me, okay? He will not settle. There's another ghost that shares the house with Fred. One evening, a group of 57 eighth grade students were on the Roswell ghost tour. While at the house, they saw a little girl playing in the building. Even though there was no floor in the building at the time, eventually, the girl ran right up right at the students, causing them to run, screaming down the street. (laughs) (laughs) It was just another girl on the tour. (laughs) Ooh, cooties! (laughs) Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I I have have my my cootie cootie shot. shot. The creepy house. The ghost residing in what the Roswell ghost tours refer as creepy house are not nearly as friendly as Fred or the little girl. The little girl didn't sound too friendly. (laughs) Paranormal investigators believe that creepy house was the site of a... Of a <laughs> That's hot. Paranormal investigators believe that Creepy House was the... Fuck. Was the Savad. Was the site of severe child abuse. How do you child abuse a house? Honestly, you have a great French voice. In fact, the body of a young girl is believed to be buried in the basement of the house. One, one ghost in Creepy House is that of an old man. He hates having people on his land. Get off my lawn! <laughs> and he often shouts at visitors from the window at the top of the house. Hey, you're not my grandson! Psychic medium, Chip Coffee. I love Chip. <laughs> like the drink. Only Fucking not coffee? The I, same. No, I love Chip Coffee. He is awesome. I like chocolate chips in my I've, coffee. I followed Chip on Facebook. He's great. He has claimed that he felt the spirit of a man attempting to possess him when he stepped onto the porch of Creepy House. Creepy House is no longer in use and will soon be torn down. No! But some claim that spirits are tied to the land itself rather than any particular structure. 
Well, let's just build an Applebee's there then. <laughs> when you're home, your step family. <laughs> Shout out to Smuts Up. <laughs> the public house. One of the most well known hauntings in Roswell is in the former J. Christopher's, what is known as the public house on the town square. I read that as pubic house. <laughs> the pubic house. These walls right next are, to the semen. See, these walls are fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of itching a little bit. Oh, it's in my mouth now. What's this little bug crawling? It's <laughs> <laughs> a little crab. The public house on the town square. During the Civil War, the building was a commissary and the site of a tragic love story. The owner's daughter, Catherine, carried on a public relationship with a Union soldier named Michael. The nerve. Like a scandalous partnership at the time. Michael was charged with treason and hanged from the tree across the street while Catherine watched from her window. Uh. Devastated, Catherine hanged herself from the building. The ghost of Catherine and Michael have been seen in the upper windows of the building. Probably fucking. Totally. I like the hanger gangers. I love the way your ghost vagina smells and (laughs) feels by spectral inches. This is why we call it the pubic house. (laughs) We all go all natural. I missed you guys. (laughs) The ghost of a Confederate soldier haunts the restaurant as well. He has been seen sitting in the upper story and conversing with a child at the bottom of the stairs. Can you imagine the conversation between those two? Or just <laughs> thinking about that communication? Where's my chicken? <laughs> the bathrooms in the building are also haunted. See, ghost got to pee. In pre- I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's just rain. In previous years, women would be using the restroom, and the door to the stall would suddenly fly open. The men and women's restrooms have recently been switched, so the same thing now occurs in the men's restroom. Can you imagine your Willie getting caught in the doorway? <clears throat> God, that suck. Millhouse. He's from The Simpsons, right? Yep. <laughs> in the 1990s, a woman named Vicky bought an old Roswell Millhouse and tried to set it up a business there. She tried to repair the house several times, but after each renovation, she would return to find everything drenched with water. That was not water. (laughs) And the changes destroyed. She eventually came to the conclusion that the building was haunted and asked a psychic medium to investigate the house. No, you just had bad water pipes. Also, it was Velcro with the lights off. (laughs) The psychic medium discovered the spirits of five women in the house. (laughs) They were squirters. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, it's not a threesome. It's like literally just a, f- a menage a trois. A menage a trois. Well, the trois w- means three, so yeah. like a menage a. Cinco? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we hit. Menage a five. <laughs> it's a cinco de mayo. The way. The, the wives. <laughs> the wives. Yeah. The spirits of five women in the house. The wives of mill workers who had left to fight in the Civil War. The psychic, psychic medium convinced four of the women to cross over into the afterlife. But the fifth refused to leave. The remaining woman, who called herself Catherine, complained about fire in the walls, referring to the electricity Vicky had tried to install. When she flooded the house, she had been trying to put out that fire. 
And now you just hear it now. That's the devil's fire. <laughs> also, <laughs> they're it's <redheads>. electricity. <laughs> Leave it alone. And last of Roswell, Bullet Call. Oh, oh, oh. In the backyard of the historic Bullock Hall is a little well from the mid-1800s. Years ago, a young slave girl was discovered floating in the well, dead. When she was alive, she was responsible for the lighting in the house. As it goes, she frequently communicates in a similar fashion, flickering electrical lights or spontaneously extinguishing candles. This sounds like an awesome, awesome area to visit. I do like the way we start in Atlanta, we go to Savannah, we go back to Atlanta, and then we go to Roswell. So we kind of do... And all those are kind of just like the surrounding areas of Atlanta. Atlanta is a big city. Savannah is supposed to be one of the most haunted cities in the South, so... It'd be pretty cool. We'll definitely put it on our list of real road trips to take. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that on our way to... We take our RV across. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to the Pirate's House now really bad. Um, and we'll see all that semen. I want yeah. all that semen. <laughs> so what do you guys think? We, we are definitely going? Yes, we Kindle. will be going at one day in the future when certain diseases and viruses do not exist. Well, I will be vaccinated Monday. so I go back in three, two weeks. Me toi. I am ready for a road trip. It has been so long since I have left the city of Norman let alone, like, left the state. <laughs> I'm ready to leave. Hell, I had some, so long since I've left my house to do anything fun. Yeah, I understand um, that. But yeah, sounds like an awesome place to visit. Lots of attractions. Any, of, the, f- any of our listeners down Atlanta, if you got any other places we didn't bring up, let us know. Oh, yeah. I'm, there were so many places in Atlanta that we honestly just couldn't cover them all. Because, like... You look it up, and there's just so many places. Um, but if you've got something awesome, or you like some personal stories or pictures, even if you want to send them to us, we'll put them on our Facebook um, and our Instagram, and share them with our with our other listeners, so that you can so they can see some of your cool haunted pictures. And that doesn't that's not just for Atlanta; that's for any place, even if it's not a place we've covered. If you've got a cool story you went and visited, you know, I don't know. Birmingham, Alabama. I was going to say the Lincoln Monument, and you saw Abraham Lincoln standing there. Like, <laughs> too soon, Chad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's not a good callback. <laughs> is it, isn't he the one who coined the phrase, I need that like another hole in the head? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, too soon. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for our listeners in Atlanta, Georgia. It has been a fun road trip. Um, again, if you want your state or city covered, tell your friends, tell your family, tell the... S- tell the lady at the supermarket. Say, yeah, tell the checker Just- at the supermarket or your your delivery driver, whoever it is that you yep. see next. Tell them about our podcast. Get them listening. The more people we have listening in those areas, the higher they go up on the list, and then that's how we pick them. So... Because we want to gear it towards whoever's listening. So, our Atlanta listeners, we thank you. Um, thank you so much. Be sure 
to check out our brother and sister podcast. We've got Smuts Up. We got Lux Occult. We got Ad Hoc History, Faith Blind Council, and now we've got the new Administrism podcast. Check those out. You can Check find out them. Check out Grognostics. At, oh, and Grognostics. Grognostics. This is my homie from Can't another forget Grogs. Um, also, go to our Facebook page. There are links to all of their podcasts on our Facebook page under links. You can also check out our merchandise. Um, everybody wants a warehouse shirt. Also, be sure to like us, follow us, and all that jazz on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our new Discord server. Gotta be on there. We're starting to hop around. Well, we're not hopping around. We're starting to get really active on there. Um, it's, love. It's one hell of a map. We would love to have more people on our Discord server. It's fun to sit and chat with you guys. Um, in fact, Luxa is on our Discord. Yep. Yeah. Um, anything else? Oh, don't forget your Parabox Monthly. Go to the link in this description or the link on our website and use promo code paranormalcy at checkout and get 10% off your first order of your awesome paranormal themed t-shirt. If the podcast app you listen on allows for it, leave us a rating and a review. And not many do that anymore. Um, And until next time, keep digging. Ew, semen.